Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Lose Your Mind podcast. I'm Kelly and I'm here today with Alan and we are talking all things mindfulness. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you, Kelly. Very well indeed. And how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good today. We are going to be talking about non-striving this morning, I believe, if you're good with that. Absolutely. Yes. Let's talk about non-striving. Yes. And how to slow it all down. Yeah, we'll slow it all down today for you so that you can relax and just listen to us. Yeah. So when you think about non-striving, Alan, what does uh, what comes to mind when you think about non-striving? Well, my own opinion is it's about um, just not needing to do anything or, or be anywhere or think about having to be perfect in any way. We've chosen this one um, because it's a very difficult thing for new people to mindfulness to do, isn't it? Because uh, the, the, there's a bit of a paradox, I think, with mindfulness and meditation. People come to it because they want to be something different or they want to feel something different. And the point behind this particular attitude is that well, you shouldn't have to really, but it's a little bit of a paradox, isn't it? Because you're trying to get somewhere, but in reality, what we're saying is stay where you are and let life come to you. So what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. And I really liked where you said there about not trying to be perfect. Cause I think when we come into this world, we're all quite mindful initially, aren't we? And then as time goes on, Even as children at school, we're taught to do our best and to try harder. And then we go to work and we're taught to work harder and do more. So to actually non-strive and let things come to you, it can be quite a a difficult thing to get your head around when you've spent years and years being told by parents and friends and teachers and colleagues and employers to to do more, to, to strive. And life isn't all about that is it we need to slow down you're right we're, we're conditioned to it aren't we so we are naturally competitive i guess as a human race and you know that, that has its own that comes with its own problems so so we are constantly trying to get better because we think that means uh we'll have a better life okay and it's not always the case is it you know so people strive to be the CEO of a major organization and end up having a breakdown because they can't cope with the stress. Well, that's not having a better life, is it? Equally, we're not saying that you should just sit on your backside and never go anywhere or do anything or help anybody because that's not the way it is either. It's, I think it's sort of somewhere in between, which is this attitude of, as you said, you know, just allowing things to slow down, allowing things to settle down and almost in a way, let life come to you. Because, you know, we are all busy, aren't we? And it's part of what we need to achieve that makes us busy. Um, But we don't stop to think about it. And we tend to fill our lives with things that don't matter and also things that aren't real. And it's, you know, again, mindfulness is about coming back to yourself. And what, who are you really? And what do you really want to be or do? Yeah, I agree. And I think it's a really difficult concept to get your head around, particularly in a work environment. And actually, 
and with children amongst friends and just generally because you do you do compare it's natural for us to compare ourselves against others but I've worked in an office environment and had quite a heavy office job and I would let things take over so I might have a stressful day and then something will come in and I just feel I need to get it done and and it has to be done but by having a bit of a step back and just looking at things for what they are it does often give you that clarity and the the answers do come to you and you're able to process it and move forward with ease so how do we um, help people in terms of you know just slowing down that doing part of your mind into a being part of your mind how do we help people do that because it's easy for us to sit here and talk about it and then you and I'll come off this conversation and we'll go to our to-do list and then we'll immediately start tick 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 won't we to get through it all how do we help people achieve what they need to achieve without that sense of just having to be on the go all the time well I think it is about taking the pressure off yourself initially and, and even if you have to keep coming back to it I mean even when we sit down to meditate and thoughts come into our mind the the aim is to train ourselves to keep coming back to the present moment and if you get overwhelmed with something it's natural to feel that you need to keep doing and and keep going and if you don't you think oh well, I've lost time there or I haven't done it when am I going to fit it in otherwise but actually that takes you away from yourself anyway and eventually people do reach burnout so it can be a slow burn I think but I do think that people need to take a mindful approach generally and be a bit patient with it and give it time and we've referred to John Kabat-Zinn during our podcast when we've been discussing the attitudes of mindfulness and he says when talking about non-striving almost everything we do we do for a purpose to get something or somewhere but in meditation the attitude can be a real obstacle we are taught to be doers nothing is ever done totally completed or good enough with the attitude of non-striving we don't need to force a result we can learn to see and accept things as they are right now from moment to moment and I really think that is what it's all about because we are taught to be doers and we just don't need to force results all the time sometimes we just need to let things happen but it's just accepting that that's okay to do. It's quite, it's probably one of the hardest attitudes for a lot of people to try and contemplate because we are conditioned in that way. And we don't, like you said again at the beginning, we do feel that to be right or to get things done, it has to be perfect or in a certain way. But what's perfect for you will be different to me. And that's okay. We can just do things in the way that we need to do them and it's, it's about accepting really who we are isn't it the whole the whole process I believe is about tuning in yeah I like what you said about a um, accepting so as we've said before a lot of these attitudes overlap each other don't they you know it's almost yeah. like a big Venn diagram you know and you just there are some that just overlapping circles and the other thing is about what, what you said there about results. So we do focus on results. We're very goal orientated, which is why we, why we get to strive in the first place, isn't it? But what we also forget is that we can only control 
the next moment and then the moment after that, the one that we're actually in. And then when we do that, we start to enjoy the process of what we're doing rather than rushing to get to the end point. And I think that's the other thing is with non-striving is, is not only does it stop you from chasing perfection that you can't control and you shouldn't always need it to be happy anyway, it means that you start to just roll through your moments and just enjoy them a little bit more. Yeah, I completely agree. I recently got married and I practiced um, non-striving there, actually. So quite often, and I imagine for many people, they may get caught up in, I need to be here at this time. I need to do this or this should be happening now. But the whole day I was quite tired because I hadn't slept well the night before. But I did. I just enjoyed each moment. I wasn't worried about what was to come because I, I couldn't change anything. And it just meant that I got more enjoyment out of the whole experience. So I do think, I mean, animals are a great teacher for us. And we know that with mindfulness, we look to nature, animals and, and all things around us. And I think they teach us so much, don't they? Because they have the ability to shift their attention from doing to being in a split second by not striving in any way. And I don't know if you've heard the um, sitting still like a frog. Um, I don't believe anyway. I have, but I'd like to. Yeah, it's a really great mindfulness book. And John Kabat-Zinn has also commented on, on it for children. And there are so many mindful exercises. And it refers that the frog has the ability to sit so very still, not striving in any way. But if it needs to get its food, it knows what it needs to do, but it's just happy to be present until that time comes. So it's just quite a good sort of metaphor there, really, isn't it? Just for non-striving. Hmm. Yeah. We don't sit still enough, do we? No. You, do you ever, apart from sitting down to meditate, do you ever just sit still and do nothing? And how long can you do that for? Well... I know what you mean. It's very difficult because you do get caught up thinking, what should I do? Um, what should I be doing next? But we're obviously both teachers in mindfulness and meditation. So I would say now I do have moments where I do just sit there and recently traveling in the car for a couple of hours. I take in the sky, all sorts of colors and all sorts when I'm in the car now, whereas before I'd often go A to B, always just thinking about, the destination and never enjoying that journey and it is all about the journey not the destination quite right so i think yeah people need to really slow down and enjoy the journeys they're on or too much is missed and by all the different attitudes of mindfulness i mean we're obviously breaking them down to try and explain a bit more of why they're important but the message is the same isn't it it's tuning in getting in touch with where we are and just experiencing and seeing what's around you. And then yeah. naturally, you're able to, I mean, so many answers and things come to you when you do stop. And quite often, you can't get that clarity when you're just trying to rush or wanting things to be, like you said, perfect. Because what is perfect? Yeah, it doesn't exist, does it? And you no. know, that favorite phrase of, you know, don't let perfect get in the way of good. 
you know, very often that stops us moving forward because we're expecting perfection. And if you start out with, it won't be that in mind. Doesn't mean you can't strive for excellence either, but you know, you, but you do all the things, if you slow it down, then you do all the things in place that you need to with a much clearer mind, I think, um, about what good looks like, not what perfect looks like. So. Yeah, I think that's actually a really important message for anybody that's listening, actually. And you touched on it at the beginning when we started to have this discussion. But non-striving doesn't mean that you don't care. It doesn't mean that you don't want to get things done. And it doesn't mean that you haven't got aspirations and dreams. It doesn't mean that you're just stopping with, with nothing in your mind. It just means that you're simply giving yourself that space for things to naturally occur and give you the 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 variety of thoughts that you possibly block by being so clouded with the what's to come all the time i think you've summed it up beautifully there kelly so i hope you're welcome i hope that um that's given everybody listening a really good view of what non-striving is and what it means and it doesn't mean giving up it means calming yourself down so that you can go forward uh, much more confidently. So thank you for listening. And we look forward to having you with us again for the next podcast. We do. Thank you for taking the time out this morning, Alan. Thank you, Kelly. Bye, everybody. Bye.